tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hey everyone, another edition of the Australian Open podcast here on tennis.com. Ed McGrogan talking with Steve Tigner down in Melbourne. Going to look at the women's final. It's between Victoria Azarenka and Lee Na. Um, just to kind of brief you on their record, their head-to-head, it's 5-4 to four in favor of Azarenka. Maybe more telling is that Azarenka uh, has also won the last four meetings between them, all of which have been played in the last 14 months. A uh, couple WTA championship meetings there, um, as well as one meeting on uh, blue clay in Madrid. Um, Steve, these two played completely... They played. They both won in straight sets in the semis, but I think it was pretty much totally different. Otherwise, um, I think you clearly would give Lee the edge in the momentum department there. But is that really something that is going to carry over to this final? Do things kind of reset at this point between these two? We'll see. This is sort of a special case for um, Azarenka. How does she come out after yesterday? What is? How's the? What's the crowd reaction? Does she? Is she able to ignore? Um, what is probably going to be a pretty strong atmosphere against her. Uh, like I said, again, the Aussie crowd isn't like a New York crowd, or it won't be. They, they don't, it's not. They're typically not that rude, but it, I think it'll be a. I think it will be against her after her after the match yesterday against Sloane Stevens. Is she going to be able to relax and forget all of that? I think she will. Um, so, like you said, yeah, I think there is a sort of a reset. I think Lee Na, you know. You almost have to look at her. She's not the favorite because Vika's number one, but you do have to give Lee not a good shot after yesterday. And, and just the way she seems to have have fixed some of her problems and, and with with her new coach, Carlos Rodriguez, that you wonder whether if she, if she can, if yesterday's type of play is is the norm for her, she could, you know, she could definitely beat Azarenka. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's after yesterday, it, it's a more interesting and more 50-50 type of proposition. Yeah, I definitely want to get to Lee and, and her performance just in just a minute. Um, while we still have uh, Azarenka's semifinal at fresh in our mind, you know, what did you think about all of the, the timeout controversy and what ended up being the huge story of the match, her taking uh, this extended 10-minute a dual timeout. It was revealed um, after she had missed five match points, and Sloane Stevens was just out there, kind of waiting for um, anything to happen. Yeah, it's hard to tell. You have to you'd have to know what she was thinking. She did when she went to the side. You know, on, on the one side, it's it's suspicious timing because she's just blown five match points. Um, on the other hand, she did when she went to the sideline. She did point to her chest and her back, and she had that stretch. So there. And, and the doc, doctor and trainer did take her off the court, so there there was something physical there. It wasn't just it wasn't just I'm choking. I need ten minutes off. But at the same time, that was part of it, and that's part of why she why she went over and why she felt panicky. I, th- I would say it's probably a combination of her panicking mentally and having this having this physical problem. Um, so I don't completely. You know, it's unfortunate that her first answer and probably her first two answers didn't mention her back, so that's also suspicious. But in the end, I don't think she made that up, um, the back problem. So you know, I can't completely condemn her for it, but but um, let's hope she doesn't try to pull anything like that again. She has had, you know, right. on one hand, she's had um, she's had suspicious 
withdrawals and timeouts in the past as well. But she's also somebody she passed out on the court at the U.S. Open, so that that's going to make you maybe a little more panicky. So, so I don't know. Only she really knows. Um, so yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this will, you know, she can learn from this. Yeah, or at the very least, this match could kind of erase or um, get us past that point. And um, you know, depending on the quality of it, of course. Uh, about Lee, you know, what did she, in your mind, do so well against Sharapova? Who, I mean, who was just so dominant for the first five matches of this tournament, and then uh, runs into a, a very clinical performance from Lee. Um, I know one thing you've mentioned often is that Lee n- didn't really dip at all in her play. She kind of always has the, these strong patches, and she just sustained that throughout the semifinal. She ended up winning at six two six two, and it was over, you know, before you knew it. Yeah, you know, she came out. Maria came out, uh, played poorly, and and she was nervous at the beginning. And Lee took advantage of that. And even at the moments when you thought that Maria would get back into it, Lee just kept. She didn't start missing. You know, she. There was never a point when she even had to worry about. You know, usually she'll miss a few shots, and then she'll start to look over at her player box, and then she'll get mad, and then she'll that will feed on itself. But she didn't even start to miss the shots um, to start to get edgy. So there was no there was no real issue. She kept. She had that same level. She she hit. She out hit Maria the whole day. She counter punched well. She she pushed her around. She served better than she has her forehand. She's, I know she's been working on her forehand a lot with Rodriguez, and that was, it looked like a much cleaner shot. Um, the serve as well, she's been working on that, looked better. Uh, she, Rodriguez, you know, they've, she's also, he's also counseled her sort of mentally how to stay calm, stay in her own place uh, on the court, don't get caught up in, in the bigger, what's going on, you know, sort of to focus more, and, and that seemed to be working. We'll see, you know, that could all go away if she misses a few shots against Azarenka. I know last year she, there was a point when I thought she was she was getting better mentally, and then she she completely lost it in the next match. So so we'll see about that. But it's but it's um, encouraging for sure to beat Sharapova when Maria was playing so well two and two. Going you know looking at specifically at at these two now at, at this match. Um, you know between Azarenka and Lee, do you do you feel that either player sort of really needs this title a little more than the other. I, I think you can um, make cases for both both ladies here. For Azarenka, I think it's a, kind of a matter of reestablishing herself as a number one. Um, you know, for one thing, if she loses, I believe Serena will actually still become the world number one. Um, you know, Azarenka, of course, came off the U.S. Open final, very impressive showing against Serena. Um but, you know, obviously it, it has been a year since she won that first major, that breakthrough coming here in Melbourne. Uh, and for Lee, you know, sh- she's been to the stage before, um, playing Kleisters two years ago in a three-set final um, and is approaching, you know, 31 years old, too. She's still looking great, but obviously her window to win uh, these elite events is obviously going to close a little sooner than Azarenka. I think, you know, it means a lot to both of them for different reasons. Vika is really proud of being number one. She it means a lot to her. She's not like maybe some other players who or who've been there a lot, Serena or Federer, a lot who don't who do at least say that they're not bothered by not being number one. She likes it. She she wants to be that. So that that'll be a big deal to try to keep that. Also, she hasn't won a slam since um, since last year's Australian Open. So and this is a chance to avoid playing Serena or Maria. Um, 
And if she's going to be number one, you know, she, she doesn't want to start to become sort of one slam number one. This will, this will reestablish her there. And for Lee Ma, I think it's almost like a opening to a different type of career. I mean, she is older, so maybe, maybe she doesn't have that much time left, but, but she's lost a uh, slam final and she's won a slam final. This would put, you know, winning this could make it feel like she could win more slams. She's, she's on a different level. She'll have two slams as opposed to being sort of a, a sort of permanent runner-up type of player. Um, you would start to, if she wins this match, beating Maria and Vika to win the Australian Open, you start to think of her differently, and she probably, she probably, she probably does as well. And I'll, I guess I'll just close really asking about how your, what your thoughts are on how this all might play out and who, who will win this year. Um, I'm thinking, you know, from, from what we saw recently, I, I wrote about Lee actually that she seems to be like the NFL's Baltimore Ravens this week. She's just kind of getting hot at the, at the right time and, um, and has really just um, been so impressive over the past few rounds especially. Um, and uh, considering some of Azarenka's uh, latest experiences or play, she also didn't really play well you know, in a couple earlier matches. I thought she was pretty passive um, against Jamie Hampton for one. I just think overall taking a look at both their bodies at work and really where they are now, I, I am going to pick Lee in this match. Um, what are your thoughts on everything? Yeah, I picked Azarenka to start, so I'll stay with that. And, and, and also the fact that she's won the last four times, and she's just generally a steadier, more solid player. I think we'll see what what her or you know what her reaction is to to whatever holdover there's from the semifinal that could hurt her. And we'll see whether Lee, if she does have a little bad patch, how she handles it mentally, whether she is really is able and really is sort of has a different attitude. Um, I stay with Azarenka just on just on overall record. Um, her, I would say, she's generally a superior player. All right, we will see how that all turns out. Um, plenty of coverage, of course, the women's final. We're going to have a live chat during the match, 3.30 a.m. Eastern. Steve, of course, with the report afterwards, and Pete Boda with a racket reaction um, for the immediate uh, postmortem. So thank you, Steve. We'll look forward to your report there, and um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Tennis.com podcast. You've been enjoying Tennis.com's weekly podcast. Thanks for listening. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 